All right. Take your Bibles, please, and turn to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. I just um, I just read yesterday, day before yesterday, there was a woman that was uh, praying, simply praying, and praying silently uh, nearby an abortion mill in England. The... Uh, the group there called the law enforcement on her, and she said, I'm just standing here praying. I, I'm not blocking anything. I'm just, I'm just praying. Well, she was arrested for it, went to court, and the court found that she was not guilty of anything. She was doing what she was fully allowed to do in the law, and they let her go. And then a couple of days ago, she was doing the very same thing. She was praying. She was praying silently. She had her head bowed. She was saying nothing. She was blocking nothing. And they called law enforcement on her again. And they told her, this is not allowed. You cannot do this. She said, I... <laughs> I'm just praying. Folks, Satan hates what we preach. Satan desires to confuse. We're not going to apologize for that, bringing that out. We're not going to do it. In Genesis 1, he made them male and female. By God's grace, as we'll see, we have something that we need to do here. Now, listen, in these next two to three weeks, we've got a really important time. People are thinking about Christ. They're remembering Easter. We call it Resurrection Sunday. That's our focus. But in all these things, there's thought of heaven, maybe even of hell. There's thought of Christ, and we need to capitalize on that. And one of the major things we need to do is pray. Listen, we need to pray. And we need to do what we're going to be looking at here. In the book of Philippians, if you could look at two verses, please, just two verses. The Apostle Paul, he was kind of torn. He had a desire, but there was something else. Look at verse 23. Paul says to the church at Philippi, for I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh 
is more needful for you. I want you to think of that last verse. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, by your grace, I pray that you would open our eyes. Lord, help us just to see the opportunity. Help us to understand, not because of our talent or our forcefulness or whatever, but according to your grace, we can be used for others. Help us to see it again, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Please hear me out in something. In the sharing of the gospel, Faith Baptist, in the sharing of the gospel, in the prayer closet, in the encouragement of the saints, in the giving, whatever, it could very well be that you, I'm talking to you, you are used of God in a very special way because simply you were here and you were willing. And when I say here, I don't mean here this morning, but the fact is you are here, this community, and you were willing. The title of the message this morning is Be What You Are Where You Are. Be What You Are Where you are. Listen, we're getting ready in a couple of weeks to celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Folks, that's the day that God's people rejoice and love it, and hell hates it because Christ is a risen Savior. He's a victorious Savior. He's a reigning Savior. Are you listening? I think Satan gives the most of his power and determination to dull and distract the truth of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He hates the gospel. That's why he even goes after a lady that is silently praying that people won't put that unborn baby to death. That's why. You know, many years ago, many years ago, I heard a message preached. I Honestly, I don't remember the details in the message, but it was on the book of Titus. It was preached, the, the, Titus, written by Paul to Titus. And in that preaching, there was three simple points that were made. Three simple points. Number one, you need Crete. Two, Crete needs you. Three, God needs you in Crete. Now, one of these days, I'd love to run by that, that message again. I've got to find it somehow. But, you know, you can take that outline and you can wrap us up in it. See, this one of the reasons why I, I, I got to I, I got to meditating on this and thinking about it. How many of you keep hearing over and over again, we gotta leave California? Now now wait a minute. I you know, listen, is it expensive to live here? Yes. I was born in California. 
1953 in Culver City. I spent the first four and a half years of my life in Venice, California. (laughs) It's Muscle Beach now. To me, it was just a fun place to be. Grew up in the San Fernando Valley. Has Has the state of California changed? Yes. But you know something? I'm sick and tired of God's people talking about going to the uttermost part of the earth, but then saying, oh man, get out of California. It stinks. No, I'll tell you what stinks. Encouraging people to get out of God's will. Be what you are, where you are. Listen, God has plans for this place. There's 40 million people in this state. I think they need the gospel too. Now, I understand. Please, do, don't get me wrong. I understand if, if somebody has prayed about it and they've said, listen, we can't afford to live, it, live here anymore, and so we've got to go elsewhere. Okay, you are responsible for what God tells you to do. But meanwhile, meanwhile, listen, on, on, on March 26, 2023, Let's understand this. There's people out there that need Christ. Let's understand that. Verse 24, again, look at it. Just glean from it. Nevertheless, Paul said to those in Philippi, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. You know, maybe we need to be thinking about this. To abide here is more needful. Follow me on this. This last, this last um, Wednesday, we, we were looking at being watchful in prayer. And I had never really focused big time on this. But you know, you, you so many times you wind up reading, you know, prayer and watchfulness. And went on to talk about this, that there's a need to be watchful because of the times, because of the wiles of the wicked one, because of the needs of family, friends, and ministry. We need to be watchful. We need to be ready to pray, to intercede. Sometimes we may think to ourselves this. You know, I like where I am. I grew up right near I was in the San Fernando Valley, not very far from Malibu. I mean, I could jump in the car, we're there. Go down to Panga, go down Malibu Canyon, great. That was a lot of fun right there. But I'm not there now, I'm in Sacramento, and it's God's will for me to be here. And I can stop and think, you know what, I like where I am. I'm busy where I am. I enjoy living where I am. Maybe you think the same thing, you like where you are, You're busy where you are. You enjoy living where you are. But how often, how often do we stop and think, I'm needed where I am? Now, Now, please, Lord, help us. How many of us recognize that where we are right now, where we are, We're needed. You know, you stop and consider. You stop and consider there's a person that you might be talking to tomorrow that you have no idea of 
And that person needs Jesus. That person needs the gospel. That person needs encouragement. This dear brother back here, remember when you were in Iraq and the ministry that you had with your fellow soldiers there, brother? That's incredible. By the way, you know, there were times he got up in the middle of the night and watched our service with other guys. I remember you telling me about that. You know, this right here, this is important. I don't know who's watching on Rumble. The rebels watch Rumble. Everybody else gets on YouTube. Now look, we are commended to live according to our citizenship in heaven. We're commended to live like that. Our citizenship is in heaven. We have loved ones in heaven. By the way, I told the people in Sunday school, today is my mom's 90th birthday. She's celebrating 90 years in heaven. Praise God. We miss her. Boy, we miss her. But we're still here. We have our Savior that's there in heaven. Listen, Paul was caught up into paradise. He went there. He knew what it was like. He heard unspeakable words, he says, in 2 Corinthians 12, which is not lawful for a man to utter. He says, I've got a strong yearning. I can't be, man, it's, if I was there, it'd be so much better. And he's there now. There are people today, I can't wait to get to heaven. By the way, I can't wait to get to heaven too. But right now, I'm breathing this air. We're down here. You know why? It's more needful right now. Are you listening? I love, listen, I'll be the first to say we need to live heavenly-minded. But if we live truly heavenly-minded, we're going to know how to live here. We've got Pat Taylor. She's just, she's not doing well. She could be with the Lord before the week is out. Praise God. But let's not sit back and act like, well, you know, that, that's, that's the next big thing for me. No, it's not. The next big thing for you is how God uses you. The next big thing for you is when you get to tell somebody how they can know if they died right now, they'd go to heaven. Or if you get to be an encouragement to a brother or sister in Christ that is discouraged. And how many of you recognize that sometimes people get discouraged? God's people. They do. Some never stop to contemplate the deep need of their testimony. Some of us never do. And it's not to our glory, it's to His, because without Christ, we've got nothing. Amen? It's in Christ we have. This is why, you know, Paul told us in Romans 12.1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which, oh, by the way, is your reasonable service. You know why? It's more needful. Yeah, but it's painful down here. I know it's painful. 
Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes, you know, it's the sweet by and by, and we feel like we're living in the nasty now and now. But you know what? The sweet by and by is coming. Meanwhile, there are people out there that they don't know where they're going, and they recognize it as the nasty now and now. I'm just saying we need to be soul conscious of people out there in the next couple of weeks. Listen, let's pray to be used of God. The Apostle Paul, he had been there. And here he is, still here. And he says, you know what? I understand this. I'd love to be there. It's far better to be with Christ. But for you, it's more needful. And so there he was. He's living it. He's living it. I got to remind myself of this. Because, you know, how many of us, we wind up getting this desire, well, I'm tired of California, so I'm going to go to Idaho. What's Idaho? Where a lot of Californians are moving to. And they're taking it all with them. You know, well, I'll go, I'll go to Wyoming. Listen, there is no place on this earth you can move and be outside of the reach of the wicked one. That's just a fact. Be what you are. What are you? You're born again, bought by the blood of the Lamb. If you trusted Christ as Savior, you're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are here to reach someone else. And so for them, there's a neighbor, a friend, a relative, whoever. For them, it's more needful for you to be here. I just think we wind up getting this, this attitude. We wind up getting these nuances that wind up coming into us. They envelop us that, you know, I'm fed up with what is happening. I'm fed up too. I think it's absolutely disgusting that we've got people over in this capital over here, 20 minutes from this place. We've got, we've got men over there, and I use the term loosely, that they are trying to get laws through to gut children literally because at age 12 they're confused because the wicked one specializes in that. And all of a sudden we've got all this stuff that is being spewed out. You know why? Because instead of battling, God's people are leaving. Or God's people are getting fed up and they just shut it down. You know, the capital needs to hear every once in a while from us. They need to hear. By the way, we've got some people there that are standing, and I mean standing. Did you know that the man that is the minority leader in the assembly, Mike, uh, uh, I got Garraway on the mind, Gallagher, Brother Gallagher, He gave the gospel before on the floor, and they couldn't stop him. That's called good stuff. That's called good. The Bible is replete with God finding people where they were 
so that he could use them. Think about Job. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. So the Lord used him for his glory. Yeah, but, you know, what a time. Yeah, but you know what? He's rejoicing with his Savior right now. God took him through it. How about Noah? Genesis 6, 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Boy, I'd hate to have been Jonah. You know, I'm glad Jonah was there. Otherwise, we're gone. We're not here. There is no salvation. You know what I mean. We wouldn't have been here anyway. God would have shut it down right there. Listen, the point is this. God finds people. There was Moses. Remember Moses? The bush is burning. I'm going to go see what this is. Exodus 3, 4. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And then what his, what was his response? Here am I. Less than two minutes later, Moses is going, <laughs> who am I? Then he's going, what have I? All he needed to do was say, here am I. There's Gideon. I love Gideon. I'm telling you. I love it. Here came the angel. The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. The first three words out of his mouth after that was, oh, my Lord. You look it up, it's there. But the point is this. He goes, hey, look, I'm the least in my family. My, my family is the least in the tribe. The tribe is the least in it. And you're coming to me. Lord says, don't worry about it. I'm going to use you. And he did. Why? Because he was who he was, where he was. There was Amos. I love this. Amos 7.14. Then answered Amos and said to Amaziah, the king, I am no, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son, but I was an herdman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit, and the Lord took me as I followed the flock, and the Lord said unto me, Go, prophesy unto my people Israel. I love what happened there. You know, the Lord comes to this guy. He's got his work gloves on. He's got his gun belt on. He's got his hammer. You know, he's doing all this fruit stuff. He's picking off fruit. He's going after this. He's doing after, you know, he's laboring. And the Lord says, hey, I, I need for you to leave. I know your heart. There's something that you need to tell my people Israel. Now, why did that happen? Because he was who he was, where he was. And God said, I can use him. And so God went to him, not for his glory, but for God's glory. Are we starting to catch this a little bit? Then there's Mary. Think about it. I mean, all the stuff that was said, all, all the lies and everything. You know, after all this, when she, be, when we, she's pregnant, Luke 1 30, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. What was her response? Be it unto me according to thy word. She's going to be lied about. There's going to be whispering goes on. But she said, be it unto me according to thy word. Can you imagine a slew of God's people looking to heaven today and saying, Lord, 
be it unto me according to thy word. Why? Because she was who she was, where she was, and God could use her. I, I, there's times I look back, and maybe you do too. There's times I look back, and when we look back, let me tell you something. We need to be very careful because we can be discouraged if we look back. But if we look back with a, with a specific eye, sometimes it can be a joy in this. We look back and we see where, you know, as all, you know, you're all thumbs. You, you, you're having a difficult time in living the Christian life. There's so much that you've got to learn, but God uses you anyway. You know why? Because you were who you were and where you were, and God said, I can use you. And I'm talking, I'm looking at people that can be used of God. It's not your talent. It's his gifts. It's not your ability. It's his. So by God's grace, we go, Lord, it's not me. It's you. I rejoice in that. Like I said, the word of God is replete with people. They were used of God because of who they were and where they were. And in the United States, in the state of California, in the year 2023, let us all remember this. Humanity is in a world of hurt. I don't know when the Lord is coming, but I'm telling you, this place is getting ready for Antichrist. Banks are changing. Things are changing. Hey, the great reset, I mean it all. What are you, conspiracy theorists? No, I'm a Bible believer. And I can see it coming. And if you're looking, you'll see it too. You'll understand this. I don't do my theology, my prophecy, based on what's going on out there. But like we learned about prayer this last Wednesday, we pray and we watch unto prayer. We pray with the times in mind. Lord, help this state. It's under judgment. And guess what? California is under judgment. Ah, God is blessing it. Look at all the rain. Ha! <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's more than one way to judge a place. He did it with water once. He's not doing it with water this time. There are ways. And I'm not saying that this is going to happen real soon. But you know, I took a little bit of geography too. And I tell you what, there's a reason why one of the most dangerous earthquake faults in the world goes from L.A. right on up through the Bay Area. There's a reason. Why, I'm telling you, I wish one day California would just split in half. One day it's going to. One day it will. Hey, there was the Apostle Paul. Here was a guy. Here was a guy. I mean, he's putting Christians to death. But then God stops him on the road to Damascus, and there's a man, a godly man by the name of Ananias. The Lord comes to Ananias. 
And he says, there's a guy I want you to go and talk to. His name is Paul, or his name is Saul. Lord, I can't go to, he's putting people like me to death. This is what the Lord said, but the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Listen to this, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. He didn't stop willingly. The Lord stopped him. But after that, it was Katie bar the door. And he went full throttle and praise God. We're reading the book of Philippians because of that man. Be what you are, where you are. Yeah, but what am I? The Bible tells us. Let me give you just a little bit of an idea of what you are. If you have trusted Christ as your Savior, if you have turned to him, you've said, yes, Lord, I can't work my way to heaven. I am trusting you. I'm asking you to save me. If you're a child of God, if you have trusted him, guess what? You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. 2 Corinthians 5. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Guess what? That's who you are. Now be who you are, where you are. 1 Corinthians 3. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. I love the fact that God is at work in us. I would have quit on me a long time ago. Would you have quit on you? God didn't. He did not. You understand that? Know ye not that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Are you listening? Our God, the God of the universe, is as much in this building right now as he was 2,000 years ago in Galilee. I don't believe it. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. The church, the body of Christ, there is a reason why he calls us this. Listen, we're here representing the King of kings and Lord of lords. We are ambassadors. Remember when we were talking about this? Who's an ambassador? An ambassador is one who is sent to a hostile country by that king. He's sent into hostile territory so the king knows what's going on and his work can be done. The Bible tells us we are ambassadors for Christ. Who are we? That's who we are. 1 Peter 2.9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. That's just a taste of who we are. That's quite a taste. I didn't make that list up. God did. And for that reason, being who we are, Let's be who we are, where we are. Can I give you four things just real quick? Then we're done. 
Number one, let's recognize the need. Let's recognize the need. I don't, you know, okay, who I am, you know, where, no, there's a need. There's a reason here. The need is spiritual. That means that all the money in the world, I don't care who has the money, Bill Gates or Elon Musk or whatever, money is not the answer. Why? Matthew 16. What is a man profited if he gained the whole world, but he loses his own soul? You get the money, <clears throat> sorry, that ain't going to get you nothing. The world's wisdom won't do anything. 1 Corinthians 1, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. We hear it, and we know the difference. That's why there are people that are out there, they can hear the Bible, and to them it's like, what's the big deal? We hear it, it puts a tear in our eye. The world needs that change. I don't need to hear from some empty-headed, fool-hearted, so-called professor that thinks he's got the smarts because he can get up and talk about how man came out of slime. There's a Greek term in that. It's called dumb. Seriously. You know, it's amazing. There are wise people out there that are saying, you know what, I don't believe in God, but let me tell you, you know, this thing about evolution, it ain't happening. It didn't happen. And they're right. The need is in our families. If but for anything else, we have a need in those that we love, and that's why we need to be what we are, where we are. I love the story of Andrew and Peter. Andrew found Christ. And what does the Bible say there in John 1? He findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Those are good. The fact is that the, the need is everywhere. But this is where we are. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. I'm looking at people that are part of this church that I wouldn't be surprised if you wound up on the other side of the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the need is everywhere. Go ye into all the world, he said, and preach the gospel to every creature. So do that. And then when it comes to the need, embrace the need. Again, going back to the Great Commission, Acts 1.8, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. By the way, while we're praying for the uttermost part of the earth, let's not forget Jerusalem. Let's not forget here. You know, I'll, I'll, never, I'll, I'll never forget. You know, for eight and a half years, I was four times a year flying to Washington, D.C., and we're doing that work there, and then I quit that back in... 2001. 
And several years later, all of a sudden it hit me. Rogers, are you brainless? The capital of the largest state of the greatest nation on earth is 20 minutes from your church doors. What are you doing? So there were some of us, we started going down to the Capitol and having prayer times. And then we started the Capitol prayer meeting. And then eight years ago, right now, eight years ago, Tim Schmidt and I were at Awake America in Washington, D.C., Clinton, Maryland. It was at a church there. And we heard preaching on this ministry and how now it was going state to state. And we went up and said, hey, listen, we've already started something here. We'll morph into you. And that's how Awake America, California started. And now it's California Capital Connection. By the way, don't discount that. The man that we heard, that Tim Schmidt and I heard there at Awake America was Brad Cranston, who has been here several times and has been a great guy helping us. There was a report on Fox News this last week. No, not just this last week, the week before. There are people that are absolutely bemoaning the fact that Iowa has taken a hard right turn. You know why? Preachers were going in to the Capitol. And they were leading people to the Lord. They were leading legislators to the Lord. They were having some of their own people uh, run for office. And now a state that was drifting far left has now embraced tenets of the Bible. Can it happen here? How big is your God? Now, what is needed, what is needed is the gospel. It's not a formula and it's not a person. It's if you died right now, where would you go kind of thing. It's Jesus is Lord. It's God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I don't know, preacher, this is un-American. You've never, you've never studied American history. You get into it in material that is not biased, and you will find that everything that was in the Declaration of Independence was preached from the pulpits based on God's word, that there were people that knew the gospel of Jesus Christ and knew Christ and the word that were legislators. They were presidents. In other words, the Bible can do its work if we'll believe it. Hello? Let's embrace the need. And by the way, let's remember our need. Now, when, when, I, when I say that, I mean how we can be used. Again, the title of the message is this. 
Be what you are, where you are. Remember Philip? Remember Philip? Philip was in the middle of, you know, it was a good meeting. You know, he's, I mean, people are getting saved. This is great. And the Lord said, oh, by the way, there's a dirt road someplace I want you to go to. And he's gone. And it's like, Lord, what are you doing? And here comes a man in a chariot. He's from a foreign nation, and he's reading the book of Isaiah. And the Lord says, go join that man in his chariot. Just one guy. And he goes up, and he's reading uh, Isaiah 53. Just kind of an innocuous chapter. You know, it's not really important. It only talks about Christ on the cross. Understand is what thou readest? How can I except some man tell me? <laughs> and the Bible says Philip got up, joined himself with the man, and he preached unto him Jesus. In other words, Philip was where he was. God took care of where he was next, but in the next place, he still was what he was. There it is. Lastly, as we walk out the door, let's remember their need. Remember Christ? Matthew 9. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. You know, I turn on the news, I listen to certain people, and it's absolute insanity. That's right. Satan's doing everything he can to prepare people to bow to his man. But meanwhile, there are those that name the name of Christ and we know whom we have believed. And we're persuaded that he is able to keep that which we've committed unto him against that day. But they don't. They're like sheep without a shepherd. This is the time to be used in someone's life to give the gospel. Amen? It's hard, I know. I don't like doing it. I'm uncomfortable. I know. So am I. Is it needful? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They're not always like Antonio. Antonio walks into our church. He's not saved. I turned, took him over to, you know, asked him to talk, uh, for Mike Kelly to talk to him. He trusted Christ. Now he's in Bible college. He wants to be used of God. I can't wait to hear the news you're going to be telling me. That's just great stuff. But we are who we are. We know the gospel. And we are where we are. So let's be who we are, where we are. Not wishing for greener pastures, but desiring to be used of him.